0: Welcome to the Weekly Squeak, the increasingly inaccurately named Weekly Squeak. We're getting a little bit more sporadic with the episodes now, somewhat intentionally. My guest this week is Suri from Reblaze. Now, before we get any further, let's hear a little bit more about you. What's your your history? How did you get to Reblaze? What's the journey you took to get there in the first place?
1: So, uh, thank you. Uh, So... We started Reblaze, working on Reblaze, me and uh, co-founder back in 2011, as we observed several major, uh, I would say, internet brands at the time. They were called internet brands, mm-hmm. uh, were taken down, so-called, or you know, attacked, were <clears throat> under attack by what seems to be in post-mortem the script kiddies or at least that level of sophistication. Yeah. So at the time, we were working on highly classified... It was several years we've been working for the intelligence community in Israel, with the, with the military and intelligence community. So working on highly classified, top tech, top technology, and seeing on one end what we do in... Uh, <clears throat> in our labs and at the same time, within the same country, major internet companies are simply not secured. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to simply walk into this and solve a problem in a better way that it was solved at the time. So at the time, security, web security was implemented using either um, deployed software on each and every server or appliances based solutions which leads to longer cycles of updates um, and within that window of opportunity attackers can take over as you know a vulnerability being um, discovered or any disclosure of um, say a bug or a zero day been disclosed from that point up until system is patched, system is vulnerable to that specific attack. So we came up with this idea of building this shield, what we called uh, on a cloud, and instead of having the protection done at the end at the data centers, we'll do it on the cloud by routing the traffic to the cloud and simply focusing on that and making sure that the cloud itself, the cloud platform would be always up to date. So all the traffic goes through one platform that's always up to date and sophisticated enough to take care of all sort of attacks. Um, so that was really, that was the idea. And this is what we're actually doing up until today and we're willing to keep doing so for the foreseeable future.
0: And is, is that kind of a, a history you come from? from um, securing services, securing applications in the past or something more Uh, general? It was
1: was completely new to me at the time. I was coming from uh, lower level, I would say, security, on the encryption level, um, on lower level protocols and so on. But uh, web protocols were not um, a foreign thing to me. Uh, Rather, web security itself was something we wanted to look at, investigate, understand why is it so weak, and how can we help make it better, more secure, and more controllable?
0: Okay. And is it your first um, CTO role company, or have you have you founded, passed on other yeah. companies in the past?
1: Yeah, so in the past, I, I, I had a consulting, consulting company, which was a small company where me plus a few others, maybe two or three people at most, uh, really small scale, but indeed, I was the first one, uh, like a startup. Mm-hmm. Not working on projects, rather working on a product, solving a problem, and with the whole ecosystem and all, you know, 360 degrees of uh, running a startup and founding a startup and whatever it takes.
0: So what made you want to do that? What What was the problem you were experiencing as a consultant that made you think, ah, oh, there's, there's something in this?
1: Yeah, at the time, cloud was still something people were hearing about. Mm-hmm. I mean, they called Dropbox a cloud. They called anything that was remotely every SaaS solution was a cloud. All of a sudden, cloud became the platform, and then SaaS became separated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while, if you remember, right, so, 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 cloud is a concept of scalable. So virtually unlimited amount of resources that you can allocate. If you have, for instance, a DDoS, right? You're under DDoS attack and you're within a data center. So you have the five gigabits at the time that was five gigabits were extremely high speed bandwidth. Five gigabits, you're limited to that one while the appliance you have is only one gigabit. So taking you down or disturbing or taking down a service was relatively easily. Hmm. You put it on a cloud software defined platform. Scalable as much as needed. Can go up to hundreds of gigs, even terabits per second, and still nothing is disturbed. Legitimate users are still getting service, and while the non legitimate get filtered out, get eliminated by the the platform you um, developed. Um, So that was visionary at the time. There were only two companies claiming to do so or beginning to do so, one named Cloudflare and the other Encapsula, in Capsula, one yeah. Prova. but at that time I said to my friend, I said, well, this time we're not stopping just because others are doing it. We're going to no. do it in our own way, no. in a unique way. Well, I believe it's still unique. Um, yeah, and basically fast forward nine years later, we started the open source project which I believe yep. we would love to elaborate about in this conversation. Yeah. Just...
0: So so the open source project started first and then the company came out of that, I, I guess. Is that the case? No, That's... it's
1: the opposite. So, ah, okay. So at the time, we, as we started, as like any other startup founder, you will look to what is available right now, what technologies can I put together into my stock, building my product, building my solution? And the open source solution at the time were mod security, which was not scalable, manageable, or easy to use. So we realized we are going to write everything from scratch, our own uh, proprietary Mm -hmm. software and so on. And so we did. Uh, The open source came about a year ago Mm -hmm. um, as we um, decided to extend our offering into the um, Kubernetes containerized deployments. And we realized that also market conditions with compet- competition and so on we made us realize that um, the buyers are no longer those who, you know, the C level necessarily are uh, probably developers. Yeah, DevOps engineers, um, SRE engineers—those are the people who actually selecting technologies, choosing integrating with software, and actually um, de facto making the decision for the organization what uh, the organization will use. So, offering a full blown product as open source seems to be appealing to this Mm. community and work well um, in the cloud native computing foundation and this ecosystem around it.
0: Mm-hmm. So what, let's, I think maybe we should, it's, it's it's strange, normally I do do this the other way around, but as the open source project is the newer component, let's, let's maybe go backwards
1: <laughs> and Not start remote.
0: from there. Um, first, I mean, we were here to talk sort of specifically on the subject of um, security in the age of microservices. Um, what are some of the, particularly unique security issues for microservices or are they largely the same, just a, you know, different ways of doing that? Oh,
1: so, but, but as you define microservices, you're yeah. implying uh, a dynamic environment where APIs and your services are mm-hmm. introduced on a daily basis, weekly basis, sometimes a few times per day, right? So it's mm-hmm. a very dynamic environment. That means whatever you do in this environment, Uh, whether it's security, monitoring, telemetrics, anything that you want to attach to this environment, integrate with the environment, must be dynamic as the environment is. Mm -hmm. Must be fully automated, um, has or at least work with the same set of APIs and protocols. um, Because software are no longer isolated islands.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's all about, integrating API basically is the new UI to some extent, if you <laughs> if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So having a platform that is well defined, documented, and simple to use stable API for input configuration feeds and for output reporting, analytics and so on. It's quite important. So when you come to secure a so-called monolithic Platform which releases new versions every quarter. Then having a static, static, statically based, I would say, security system, it's okay. All of a sudden, um, security itself must be dynamic, must work with the discovery services that you have within mm-hmm. your uh, within your deployment, and you introduce a new service. What policy will apply to that service by default? if Not configured otherwise, and so on and so forth. And also, um, the more we progress in software development, and the more software development evolved in time, more and more, I would say, security concepts and implementation are taking or implemented by default by platforms themselves. Okay. Um, yeah. MTLS, for instance, in, in, in service mesh and so on. Mutual TLS, it's all of a sudden the default choice. I mean, there is, you should have a very good reason to, to disable that or yeah. try to work yeah. things. So when you come with security, you should look at what's already implemented, not to interfere, not to overlap, not to create mm. conflicts. What is already there, what you're adding, come with a real unique proposition Added value to existing already, and also make things easily, to, you know, very easy to configure. Okay. Easily yeah. configurable. So if I want yeah. to disable a feature, I want to make sure I can disable one feature without breaking the system or without disabling the entire functionality of pipeline.
0: Okay. And so, where does does Re, so does reblaze aim to sit on top of all these uh, options built in? Or is it also offering recommendations on some misconfigured things? Or is it filling in the gaps that those services don't provide or all of the above, I guess? <laughs> so
1: I can tell you what we're not doing. Okay. So we're not, uh, we're not focusing on or providing any solutions regarding the network or infrastructure configuration mm-hmm. because there are plenty of solutions out there, yeah. right? Our focus on the, is on the application level. Web application, web services, API, backend services, and so on. From the application point, from the HTTP protocol point of view. Providing a session profiling, meaning a certain session has to follow a certain flow. For example, uh, an API, you first you call this API call, and only then you will call the other one. And if attacker is you know, changing the order or focusing on a single API call, that's mm-hmm. a, an anomaly that um system will detect, for example. Um, um, rate, very sophisticated. I would say rate limiting beyond what is, uh, um, you know, already available out there in the proxies such as and Envoy, Nginx, and, and so on. Um so all of those of rules, security rules, and ACL profiling, you can integrate existing feeds, uh, um, um, threat intelligence feeds, blacklists, VPN, and all sort of uh, you know uh, um, conditions and terms and rules that or traffic will be classified in a certain way and labeled in another way and depend on certain conditions, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Become into an integrated system that simply can, you know, integrate with the existing microservices. You simply uh, plug it into your proxy, sidecar, or ingress gateway, depending on the deployment. Whether you're in Istio or the Service Mesh environment, or just using the Envoy, for example, as a proxy. So, single command line, applying the filter, and everything pops up. Now, whatever happens within the system we output the data to the data store of your choice. It can be Elasticsearch or SQL, can be, uh, obviously there is a built-in cloud storage for that one. All the metrics that takes place, will go to Prometheus and there is already dashboards for you in Grafana that you can customize and create your own and so on. So we're trying to make things easier and familiar to the user um, and simply keep it simple even though we're doing a lot of sophisticated stuff Behind the scenes,
0: okay. And do you think that um, microservices have introduced more potential attack vectors, or bearing in mind that a lot of the the services that comprise microservices have these built in components, it's kind of roughly the same.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a tricky question because if you. It depends on the design process, I would say. How well things are designed and planned and executed. So, if you build your microservices in a certain way that you have a baseline, boilerplate that things will be built in a certain way, no matter what they do, then you probably apply once and execute everywhere. And
0: Mm.
1: as many microservices you will have, uh, you're not weakening your system, however. You cannot protect what you don't see, right? So the if the more complex system become the less the more I would say a dead spot that you have hidden um invisible spots that you need to make sure and take everything into account. Um, so it's not the black and white, I would say. <laughs>
0: fair enough it depends is generally the answer to many questions yeah but I'm just
1: trying to say it depends on what
0: yeah (laughs) well of course it is Um, so and the various solutions that you offer are firewalls ddos bot management global cdn traffic control api security um, ato prevention Actually, first of all, I'm not completely familiar with what ATO prevention is. is account, account takeover. Or... That's ah, the. Right? Okay. The,
1: yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so, for instance, you mentioned CDN. So, we do not offer our own CDN. We're not okay. an infrastructure company.
0: Integration, we yes. We no, offer
1: integration, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You, either you bring your own CDN and it will integrate it easily, or you can subscribe or consume CDN. We can bring you to the table. Based on cloud vendors we're working
0: with, mm,
1: right? yeah, for sure. Um, um, and indeed, when you talk about bot management, uh, we offer what we offer in bot management basically is starting with the profiling, mm-hmm. um, profiling your traffic, whether it's a bot or, or or human, based on client-side validation that we do um, on a browser, mobile browser. Even for mobile native application, iOS and Android, we provide an SDK. So as a user, hold a device, and to move the device with the gyro and rotate, you know, move the device around, yeah. clicking, touching. You click on um, a keyboard, you type on a keyboard, you click on a mouse, or everything, all the entire interaction of the user within the application, scrolling windows, user presence, the interaction across the application on a timeline is something that we Measure mm. and monitor along with the data consumption made by the application. So across the timeline, we have always the reference point whether um, this request was generated by most likely a human interacting with the application or just automated bot. Right? Yeah. So counter cover, for instance, is a um, I would say um, each and every breach. <clears throat> just, let's say uh, a few days ago, the Facebook one, right? Uh, hundreds of...
0: Yeah, which is an old one. This is often a thing um, when companies reveal breaches. They're not necessarily new, but... <laughs> anyway, yeah. so
1: you, you get a data and whomever, you know, got their hands on the data and now they have this database of users' emails, whatever. Sometimes it's also called passwords, right? Mm. Um, unhashed passwords, save in database or hash without salt, for example. And then um, attackers are, I would say, assuming and proving to be right so far that if a user is using his email and the birthday in one place, they're probably yeah. using it elsewhere, right? <laughs> so what is account takeover? Simply, I'm going to major websites, airline, traffic, retail, whatever, and simply taking those 50 million request, uh, uh, accounts that I have and trying, my, trying what will match those other services. Hmm. And this is done by, say, automated software. It's a f- super sophisticated software written by attackers, hmm. fully distributed. Um, they will never send, some of them, will never send the same request from the same IP. So they got hundreds of thousands of IPs, millions of IPs allocated for them. Um, And and those are quite sophisticated attacks. So you need a behavior analysis over what is legitimate application, uh, a behavior, a session behavior to tell apart what is automated, what is aiming to the accounts rather than legitimate users and so on. Uh, Intensive data analysis that we do Continuously, to to guess so far quite uh, I would say quite right about what's legitimate, what's suspicious, and what is completely, absolutely obvious, obvious malicious.
0: Mm. Out of all these uh, these um, attack and kind of well, I think we could call them all attack effectively. Yes, um, or threats. Threats is possibly a better a better uh, word, which is what you use you you offer protection against which is which is the most common or does it depend a little bit on sector to sector
1: yeah um so I would say this in trend if we're looking at a trend over over a decade which yeah. we do have a perspective about it um over top ten used to be the most common one sql injection XSS, mm-hmm. yeah um just trying to access remote file inclusion and so on. Somebody forget like a PHP script, admin <laughs> PHP script on a server, whatever, right? It's yeah, still, yeah, yeah.
0: it's still, oh, yeah.
1: it still <laughs> happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, I would say as the API took over the web mm. and everything become an app, either on a phone or, and we do business and everything we do is on, I'm using, there is a REST API behind everything that we do, right? Almost, almost anything. Um, So this, I would say, um, the surface attack becomes so like order of magnitude much larger Mm. to find weak spots where we can find users' data, private data, and, and do whatever, they want it, I mean, from attacker's perspective. So bot attacks became the problem. Okay. I mean, I would say more than classic. I would say I was top 10 uh, um, threats. Um, also, um, many modern web framework already include built-in um, protection against XSS and okay. skill injection yeah. and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So they moved to the other, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I mean based on that and based on something you said earlier what you you're working against some very, very clever people who constantly probably surprise you and your team. Um what are what are some of the, the, the things you've seen in, in in Reblaze's history that you can talk about that really just blew your mind? Like, wow, this is this is clever.
1: <laughs> All right. So let me just give you a story. Uh, yeah. an airline that we were onboarded while under attack, that was ongoing attack for almost ten days. Yeah. In a summertime, high season, they were losing tens of millions of dollars a day. Literally, yeah. just losing business. You know, the website wasn't functional. Now, you logged into the website from user perspective. Everything seems to be intact, <laughs> in place. Everything legitimate.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not that the website was not available, timeout, slow, or whatever. Functionality wise, seems to be very well functioning. Everything is in order. However nearly zero ticketing orders, bookings, right? And they tried using the tools they had. Mm-hmm. They brought in consulting firms and experts. And days and nights, they, were only, they called us while not sleeping for a few days. You know, we, they're almost unable to, to speak and express the situation. We say, okay, let us um, take a look at that. And by take a look, I mean, we deploy a platform for you in the cloud, We're going to give you DNS, to the change, and let our system uh, um, observe, analyze, and come up with some insights. And simply that's what happened. They drove the traffic through our platform, and immediately things were back to normal. But I'm talking immediately. Mm. So they were happy, but we were happy as well, but wanted to understand what's going on. So we started looking into the data, and quickly we found the following. I know if you flew recently, I did not, but I remember back in the day when flights were a thing, uh, you go on a website and you book a flight, they give you five to seven to eight minutes grace time that yeah. you can choose pick your seat. You pick your seat up until you complete your, you know, you finalize the checkout, right? So someone or a team wrote, uh, software that simply was allocating those seats, all the seats on all the flights, all the time, few months in advance on a mm-hmm. schedule. And they were doing so from unique IP for each and every request.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, using traditional methodologies and tools they had, rate limiting, one request for IP, it's a judgment. It's not even an attack. When you see dozens of from single IP, then you may be okay, that's anomaly. But I think but from our perspective, this automated traffic was not human, was automated was bought. So by that very fact, we were able to immediately prevent the attack on the spot, let alone hitting the seat allocation API without having a history in the system of the user flow, searching for a flight, picking,
0: searching, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, this is just a, if you ask me, it probably was one person, a few <laughs> days or a week of work, and all they need was black market getting uh, their hands on whatever paying whatever, you know, crypto coin they wanted to, just getting uh, access to a botnet, and then you can execute this sort of um, and causing millions of dollars a day damage to a company uh, using a few hundreds of lines of code at most, my estimation. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I would say those are the new viruses. Yeah. Those, and the the other one, you know, the... um, um, Those to encrypt your hard drive and say, yep. okay, pay
0: me Bitcoin. Yeah, sort of yep. we've seen plenty of those over the past couple of years. Yep. So let's just circle back as we wrap up to uh, CurioFence. So um, from a company that I guess traditionally was not open sourcing things, what, helped, what made you make the decision to do this? And what did you open source from your platform?
1: Okay. So this is a whole new platform that we... Okay. And written from scratch, targeting a different environment, which is, ah. as I said, Kubernetes yeah. and Google account. We open source everything in terms of functionality. So you get a web application firewall, ACL, um, Bob. Everything I mentioned, you get out of the box, and it's fully functional, open source, and free. It's not just a promise. We donated the project to the CNCF. So, mm-hmm. meaning it's not in our hands anymore, it will always be open source we're not controlling the uh, the trademarks and the intellectual property or whatever. It's a Apache 2 license, so it's free to use whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it's open source and it's filling in its space so you can take it and use it end-to-end and protect your platform and get everything you need to get protected and secured.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On top of it, we say, suppose you want to manage not a dozen of services, rather, hundreds of, you Have dozens of Kubernetes deployments on a, on a high large scale environment, you may want to use our automation tools, security automation tools, security rules optimization, rules configuration, edit, all this machine learning um automation that you want on a large scale that this is where we will sell you a premium okay. services. Okay. And so as well.
0: It, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. In addition, we will We'll offer, we'll offer the same as we offer Reblaze today. We'll offer that one as a hosted managed yes. service as well, yeah. if you prefer. Okay.
0: To. So to clarify, the 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 microservice focused. Well, actually, so trad- traditional Reblaze mm-hmm. still works with microservices and cloud native. You just are offering cool. a, Okay, yeah. All right, cool. And I guess the question I always like to ask at the end is. Um, this, this has a, probably been a relatively large project the past year or so, but what's what's next in the next six months to a year?
1: So we started with supporting Envoy proxy. We're adding now NGINX, and we're adding all sort of service meshes beyond Istio that we already supported day one. Um, basically open service mesh, like is coming down the road, uh, security automation, fancy machine learning, Looks like a magic from the demo the team has shown me in in recent weeks. Um, So making things easier and simpler. It's Mm -hmm. a factor in security. The simpler security implementation is, the more likely it will be used. And and over time, the more complex security solutions, the less likely it will be used. Therefore, less secure systems become. So simplicity is a target, a goal.
0: Okay. And for CurioFence, is it something that you have completely kind of stopped focus on and it's very much in the hands of the community or is Replay no, still we driving will, the roadmap? No, no, no.
1: CurioFence is okay. our, I would say, uh, poster child. We're we investing in it, we're developing it, and we're looking into taking it to places. <laughs> uh, we, we, yeah, it's, that's our tech. That's our front uh,
0: Okay. So I guess the most important question there, which is always one I like to ask, is: is is reblaze mm-hmm. using Cure events okay. under the yeah. surface? So that's a great
1: one. So one of the goals that we have is by the end of this year, a vast majority of our SaaS platform, which by the way, process today roughly twelve to fourteen billion requests per day. Okay. Wow. Yeah, between fifty 000 to seventy thousand apps and websites are protected by us. Right. Mm. So, so v- by the end of this year, twenty twenty one, a vast majority of our deployment will be already based on Kerifish. Yeah, okay. that's that's something we are definitely looking into. That's our you know that's our product.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a big a big job <laughs> for you as well. So, in, yeah, indefinitely,
1: definitely. definitely.
0: So just to wrap up, um if anyone is interested in finding more, that's reblaze.com for the 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 commercial offerings and curefence, spelt as in Madame Curie, which I gather is where the name comes from. See I you. What did I say? Curie. C- you say Q. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cure uh, okay. Yeah. C C U R I E F e n s e. io for CureFence and also on GitHub. Um, if anyone is interested in speaking with you in particular, are there any 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 places or you just just the main Reblaze website?
1: Yeah, they can. You know, I got my Twitter. T Z They can come on Slack. We got this Slack for community. You can go GitHub issue. Can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere, so I'm available and I'm right. looking forward actually, people to ask and participate.
0: <laughs> you, you, just in case you don't need your own kind of denial of service fence so people don't overwhelm you with uh, requests. But anyway, <laughs> this is, uh, thank you very much for your time today.
1: Thank you very much, Chris. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me.